What's going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Great Iron Takeover, and this is your host, Rudy Rosales. Okay, a lot's been going on lately here with the Texans. They made some cuts a couple weeks ago. I'm, I've been out for a little while. They made some cuts. They cut Nick Martin, the center, finally. And they saved uh, $6.25 uh, $6. $6. million for him. They also cut Duke Johnson that saved $5 million. Then they cut David, I mean, uh, Cully Calispia. He, he had a failed physical designation, and they just cut out. They just cut John Weeks. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. Free agency is going to start here on Monday. Uh, Texans have made some moves, but I'm going to let you listen to David Cully speaking to the media, just giving his vision and what he what he expects from all his players. Talk, they asked him about the Deshaun, Deshaun situation and stuff like that. So I'll let you listen to that. Hi, David. Um, when you met with Deshaun Watson, what did you learn from that conversation? And I was wondering if you could kind of take us through that. Well, that any conversations that we have with any of our players, um, always private conversation. And those conversations that we have are basically we keep between us and the player and not just with him, but with all the other players that I have talked to the same way. Aaron Wilson. Hey, David. Um, when a player submits a trade request, how do you guys handle that? Because obviously you want everyone to be all in and you know excited about playing for you guys. So how do you handle when a player does request a trade like Deshaun Watson and uh, make that known uh, that how he feels. Thank you. Well, that's just something that, we, we, you know, you'd have to talk to Nick about. That's not, uh, you know, I'm here to coach the football team. Uh, that's th those kind of situations I revert to Nick. Tom McLean. Uh, David, when we talked to you last time, you were adamant about Watson being the quarterback. Do you feel strongly still that he will be your quarterback? And what about, the quarterbacks behind him right now what are your plans uh, we are very committed to deshaun as our quarterback uh, uh he is our quarterback uh he's the only guy we got under contract at this time right now uh nick and our personnel department are in the process of of looking at other guys out there right now and and we're going through that process daily and and we're continue to do that aaron reese Hi, David. Uh, you know, the, the Deshaun's trade request has obviously kind of created somewhat of a negative perception around this team. I'm just wondering what would be your um, pitch to a free agent or, or any player kind of as to why this should be a team they should want to play for, uh, given kind of everything that's been circling around the team recently? Well, I, I'm not really sure about whatever's circling around outside the team. All I know is what's inside the team, and it's very positive. It's been positive since I've been here. And everybody that walks through this building uh, feels that same positivity. And any free agents that we bring in or we have brought in have been the same way about that. And we feel real good about that. Christy Regan. Um, what do you view as some of the biggest needs for your team as you enter free agency? Well, you know what? The, each year the team changes. And at that point, we, we look at everybody from top to bottom. We look at all positions. And you always want to upgrade those positions and basically, the reason you want to do that is because you create competition. Competition makes everybody better. And you're always trying to do that through free agency. You do that through the draft. And, and that's a yearly thing, and that's something that we're trying to do right now. Brian Smith. 
David, I know you just said that you are the Texans are committed to, to Deshaun, which is obviously understandable. But do you believe that you can still get him to change his mind? There's he's he's never for months now uh, ever said that he wants to play for the Texans. So fans that really still don't understand what's going on, the media doesn't really understand what's going on, other than the frustration. Does the organization believe that you can get him to change his mind? Well, it's not a matter of me trying to change anybody's mind. As I said before, right now we're committed to him. Uh, he's a Houston Texan, and uh, uh, we're going to move forward with that. But, but if, he, if he doesn't want to be a Houston Texan, how does this situation get resolved? Uh, I, I don't know about him not wanting to be a Houston Texan, but what I hear from the outside, uh, I just know that he's a Houston Texan. He's ours. We're committed to him. And we're going to go with that. Mark Berman. Hi, David, if you don't mind me changing the subject, how important was it to you and what does it mean to you to have Romeo Cornell on the staff and as a resource? Well, obviously, he's been on football teams that's been multi-Super Bowl winners. Uh, he's two different football teams. Uh, he's got a wealth of, a, of, of a experience. Uh, he's been a head coach. Uh He's a guy that I have the utmost confidence in. He's kind of been a mentor to me throughout my career in the NFL. Um, again, uh, Romeo was a guy that when I was a senior in high school, recruited me out of high school. So I go way back with Romeo and has followed his career. And as my career has gone across, uh, gone up, I've, uh, I've, I've talked to him many, many times. And I'm so elated to be able to have him here with us to be able to uh, uh, bounce things off of him. Vanessa Richardson. Hey, David, a franchise quarterback is the hardest thing maybe in all of sports to get. You guys have an elite franchise quarterback, and he apparently wants out. What does your contingency plan become as head coach if training camp comes around and he's not showing up? You know, as of right now, there is no contingency plan from the standpoint of uh, he is a he is a Houston Texan, and, and, and basically that's how we're moving forward with it. Matt, committed to him, as I said before. Thank you. Sorry, Coach. Matt Musil. Hey, David. Uh, I just have a question. Uh, Jack Easterby worked very closely with Bill O'Brien when he was head coach, and then he became interim GM. How closely is he working with you now that you're the head coach? And, and when you and Nick talk about personnel, how involved is Jack? General manager of the Houston Texans. It is a busy, busy time with free agency coming up next week and the draft. Whole lot to get to with Nick Casario here on Sports Radio 610. Nick, uh, really good to have you on the show. How are you? Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Seth. Great to be here. Excited to be here. Uh, looking forward to kind of these next few weeks. It's a really good opportunity, really, for the, the entire team, the organization. So, uh, you know, we're going to try to do the best we can with, uh, with our opportunities in front of us. How, how have the first 60 days or so gone for you? Has it been, how's it gone versus what your expectations were for the job? Yeah, honestly, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, when going back kind of almost two months, right, since I was hired that, you know, we kind of had that initial press conference that Friday. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that were still up in the air relative to the staff, kind of the coaching search, right? So once we worked through that and once we were able to get the full coaching staff in place, once David was hired, we're able to kind of get our feet on the ground a little bit and really just kind of start to work, right? I mean, this is a process, right? We're, we're kind of new staff on a lot of different levels, new coaching staff, you know, front office, personnel. 
Um, you know, so that's all part of it. And the one thing that's pretty consistent each year is we all know that, that those of us that have been in the league and have seen it, there's change, right? Anytime there's something new, there's going to be change, right? And there's always multiple things that go along with that. There's never a one size fits all. So honestly, it's been awesome. Um, a lot of really good people in the building, uh, excited to come to work each day and really just take it one day at a time, understanding that this is a long road in front of us, right? Nothing's going to change overnight and it's going to take a series of good decisions along the way. And we're just going to try to make the best decisions we can on a consistent basis as much as possible. Nick, uh, look, I know things are constantly shifting in the NFL and this year it seems like they, they shift very, very fast. And uh, the situation here shifted seemingly uh, as soon as you got here. Let me ask you this, which might sound like a very basic question, but I don't think I've necessarily heard anybody address it head on yet. Did Deshaun Watson request a trade? Yeah, I would say just to your question, Seth, anything on a personal basis, what a player says, what a player does, honestly, that's really more of a personal discussion. What's discussed, whether it's with the player or with the representative. I would say just generally speaking in the offseason, there's a lot of information flow, right? And we have these gaps, right? News cycles, right? So everybody is kind of looking for some information, looking for something. Cause really once the Super Bowl is over, right. You have this gap in time, right. Call it February to the start of free agency where there's a lot of things that could happen, could not happen. A lot of hypotheticals, a lot of discussions about some things. So really what you try to do as best you can is focus on the things that you can control, which is what you're doing in the building, right. Going through the team, understanding the team, understanding the people in the building and the reality is you're having discussions with a lot of different people, right? A lot of different representatives, a lot of different players. We've probably talked to literally every team in the league just relative to their roster situation. I mean, you guys are seeing it really in real time, the number of players that have been that are being released, right, from existing teams and some players who were just signed to contracts last year in free agency really at this time, right? So, again – you can't really worry about so many things uh, externally that are going on. You just have to be aware of them and just really whatever conversations you have out, out of respect to the individual that you're having them with, they should stay there. And that's what we've tried to do as best we can. What's, what's the best case scenario in your mind right now, Nick, as it pertains to Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I think the reality is we're, we're just going to focus on really what where we are today. I mean, the, really the thing that's in front of us right now is the free agency prep, right? I'd say we've taken, honestly, the last two weeks, we've had a lot of extensive meetings with the staff relative to what are some of the things that we're going to be able to do here. Um, we have an understanding financially, every team does, of what the salary cap is going to look like. We actually have prepared ourselves. We're actually in a pretty good position, a better position now than we were maybe like two or three weeks ago, right? So we're probably going to be able to go in free agency a little bit and identify some players that are going to help us in some capacity. So really that's the immediate focus. Um, as far as anything beyond that, to really to talk about the hypotheticals and what that looks like is probably not really fair to anybody. Um, so again, um, I've made my comments. I made my comments beginning in the press conference of how I feel about Deshaun really hasn't changed from this perspective. So what we're going to try to do next week is starting really Monday, because that's really the first opportunity that you can actually start to exchange proposals with representatives about players that you might add to your team. Really, that's the, real, the, the thing that we're on the precipice of doing and what really we're going to try to allocate our time and resources. As we see veteran players either being released or renegotiating their contracts with this reduced cap this year, um, is this is your strategy towards free agency something where you know that it's going to have to change based on 
potentially a huge number of veteran guys out there and it potentially being a buyer's market compared to most years? Yeah. I mean, not to boil it down to basic economics, right? But it's supply and demand, right? So certain positions may have more supply and then what's the demand. So then how does that match up with the contract? Say generally speaking, Seth, to your question, the people at the top of the market, more than likely, they're going to get the contracts that are probably commensurate with that level. And then you're going to have another pool of players, right, that you're going to have to sift through that are either coming off of a contract situation, coming off of an injury situation, coming off a situation maybe where they didn't play football last year, right? Like in the case of Justin Britt, just to speak to our situation, right? So there's going to be different situations and different scenarios. So you're really just going to have to try to make sound decisions. I would say not to oversimplify it, but if we can just, you know, meat and potatoes, hit some singles and doubles, try to improve the depth of our team, try to create as much competition as possible. Really, that's probably the most rational strategy. It doesn't mean like we're, you know, if we see a player that we think is to a point that he really can help us and is going to have an impact, we'll, we'll always look at that. But just understand that if you do that, it's going to come at the expense of maybe three or four other players, right? So what's the risk reward? What's the trade-off relative to the value that you might be getting from that player? So I would say those are the things in our minds, in my mind, kind of how we're approaching it and how we're viewing it. Nick Casario, Texans general manager, joining us on Sports Radio 610. So, so Nick, you came from a place that had the same quarterback for 20 years, was never below 500. The the situation here is obviously different with, with the draft capital and, and with the record last year. Um, your approach, it, what have you taken from the 20 years you spent in New England that maps to the approach here? And does the word rebuild even enter the vernacular of a general manager? Uh not necessarily, Sean. Really, the reality is each team, all of us, are sort of restarting our team for the 2021 season, right? So really, that's the approach. You're sort of restarting from ground zero, right? Really, the, with the new league year, puts everybody kind of in the same position, right? So as it pertains to what have I learned the most or what would I take the most is just try to make good decisions, understanding that every decision is probably not going to work out maybe the way that you hoped or whatever the extenuating circumstances are, but just try to make good decisions, try to be consistent, try to be very, very thorough with your thought process and have a plan for that player and try to create as much competition as possible. Right. I think those are things philosophically that were consistent, are consistent year to year. And relative to our situation, we can't change anything that's happened in the past relative to a contract, whether to, to draft picks that may or may not been accumulated or lost we can't necessarily worry about that. We can just kind of look at our situation and maximize the opportunities with the resources we have in front of us. And that's what we have a responsibility to do. To, that's my responsibility to the coaching staff and to the rest of the organization. Nick, I, I currently have 6,220 unread emails in my inbox. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> you you seem like a different kind of guy that doesn't have any un, unread emails in your inbox. If somebody calls with a trade proposal and it goes to voicemail, what do you do with that? What do you do with that voicemail? Do you have a do you have a spreadsheet with the trade proposal written down somewhere? Seth, information is information. However, you get it right. So, what you choose to do with that information, that's that's your choice, right? So, I would say, just to your question, we're kind of laughing about it, but the reality is, there's a lot of information that flows back and forth from between teams, right? And it's really amongst clubs just talking about you know a number of different uh, number of different types of things right so wherever the information exists whatever platform that's on it's good information what you choose to do with it 
is ultimately your choice. So that's how I would say I handle those. Nick Casario joining us on Sports Radio 610. What are your expectations for David Johnson? Yeah, I think our expectations are the same for every player, right? Um, it's a new opportunity. It's a new team. And really what we're going to ask those players to do is just be the best version of yourself and just try to perform to the best of your ability, whatever that role is. We're we're not going to define what your role is. We, we can sit here. I can tell you, Sean, well, this is what I think his role is going to be. Okay, that might look good on paper, but ultimately the players are going to dictate what their role is. And what you want to try to stay away from is pigeonholing a player into one spot, right? So, again, you might find as you're working through it, hey, you know what, this player might be better suited over here. Let's try to focus on that. I think our philosophy relative to team building is focus on what a player can do, right? And then put that player in a position that accentuates those strengths. And try not to ask a player to do something maybe that he doesn't do as well. And maybe you can complement that with someone or something that somebody else possesses, right? So uh, a lot of respect for David. Uh, spent a lot of time with him coming out. He's actually a player that we visited in New England as part of our 30-man visits. Um, I would say personally, there's not a lot of change just the relative to the person that he is. And he's had production at different points. So again, like this is a new year. It's a new opportunity for him. Um, and we're excited to have him uh, on the team and, and excited to have him here moving forward. Because of the cap situation this year, I, I, look, I know that in a normal year, general managers have to be very careful about approaching guys and asking them to take pay cuts um, or to even restructure, depending on what the restructure looks like. Is it potentially a little bit easier or more understandable in a year like this that you might have to ask some guys to take some pay cuts and perhaps they understand it or get it more because of the reduced cap? Yeah, it's a great question, Seth. The reality is just try to be honest as possible, right? And, you know, you're not trying to hide anything. And I think some people understand it more than others. Some, you know, probably don't give people enough credit on the other side. They might be looking at it the same way you're looking at it and saying, you know what, all right, you know what, maybe this doesn't really quite make sense. All right. And if there's a mutual interest, right, then you could probably reach a resolution. By the same token, if it's something that you don't feel is going to work for both sides, no problem. Like we understand that you might have to move on from a player. Right. So I think, again, most are pretty open-minded. And I would say from our perspective, we just try to communicate and be honest with them. Like, here's what we'd like to be able to do. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, we understand that too. There's no hard feelings. Cause I think one thing that you're going to find is whoever that uh, player is represented by, right. They're probably going to have another interaction along a line somewhere else because they're going to have another player. So if you're just honest and transparent and try to handle as professionally as possible, they probably respect that even if they don't agree with it. And that's okay. I mean, that's just part of the business that we're in. Nick, was it difficult from a general manager's perspective? Was it difficult to, to let JJ Watt walk in a release as opposed to seeing if there was a market where you could get something back for him? Yeah, I would just say this. And, and I, I had uh, had a couple of great conversations with JJ. I have a lot of respect for him as a player. He's, he's been a great player in this league a long time. He's done a lot for the organization. He's done a lot for the city of Houston. You know, we certainly wish him well with the opportunity he has in front of him. We're moving forward. He's moving forward. So there's no hard feelings on, on either side of it. And have a lot of respect for how he's handled himself and what he's done. And, you know, unfortunately, these decisions sometimes, they don't always follow one particular path. And ultimately, whatever the decision is, you make the decision and you just move forward. So that's how that's how we've approached it, how we're approaching it. Uh, in, in David Culley's press conference, he said that he wasn't aware of any. I don't want to I don't want to paraphrase inaccurately. He said he wasn't aware of Deshaun Watson uh, being unhappy with the team. Is is that because perhaps he's staying completely on the coaching side and you're staying on the business side or what? Like what? 
where exactly is he coming from when he says he's unaware of any discontent whatsoever? Well, I don't want to speak for David, right? But, you know, David wasn't here, hasn't been here for what has happened in the past. You know, that's all we can control are the things that are in front of us, right? So David and I talk about the team on a day-to-day basis. Um, he has conversations with different players, with different people. I'm certainly respectful and of those conversations, and those are private conversations. So I don't want to speak for David on anything that he said, Seth. Um, I think in the end, we're working in a collective fashion as, as best we can and try to put together as best a team as possible, whatever that looks like, understanding that there's going to always be a lot of moving parts on a year-to-year basis. Nick Casario, Texans general manager, joining us on Sports Radio 610. Nick, what's it been like trying to gather intel on this draft class with all the restrictions going on with, with COVID? How, how different is this for you? Yeah, it's a great question. It, it In some respects, it's not too dissimilar to last year, right? The difference is you had the combine kind of before we had the break, right? So you had the senior bowl. That was a good opportunity for our staff to get information on a hundred or so, however many players were there. Right. So that was a useful exercise. James Lipford and the college staff, Matt Bazargan, that group, we had people that were in mobile. Um, and again, at this point, you're just trying to accumulate as much information as possible, but by the same token, you're trying to accumulate the right information. Right. I mean, that's the most important thing. So I would say, we're in the process of working through those individual calls, the FaceTime calls, like there's certain rules and restrictions that are in place relative to what teams can and can't do. But you just sort of have to shift your gear a little bit about how you access that information. So we'll use the resources and the tools that we have. We, will not, we won't treat it any differently than we have in the years past. It's just a different means of gathering the information. It's Nick Casario, Texans general manager, joining us here on Sports Radio 610. Nick, no, it's a super busy time for you. Free agency coming up next week. you got a draft coming up after that. Uh, certainly appreciate the insight, and we look forward to doing it again with you uh, soon. Thank you very much for the time. Absolutely. Thanks for the time. Happy to be here. Have a great weekend. Okay, so you heard from David Cullen what, what he thought about the Deshaun Watson thing, saying he, doesn't, he hadn't heard anything like that, but. And again, he's just there to coach, and Nick Casario is going to take the personnel things, and you know what his what his uh, message is, or what his philosophy is for the football team. And you heard also too from Nick Casario what he what he what he how he's going to build the team and mold the team. Try to he fix the cap problem. We have decent cap now to make some, get some players, and he made some cuts. You know, he got rid of Nick Martin. We saved about six six point two five million for on on him. They also cut David Johnson, saved five million, and then they just uh, released uh, Colin Kalespia because he had a failed physical destination. And then also too that they released John Weeks, the longest tenured Texans besides JJ. So, and then two, he also doing some more work. He went ahead and restructured uh, David Johnson's contract. It's a one-year deal worth up to $6 million with uh, $4.25 million guaranteed. I mean, with the, with the players that we're bringing in to run, I think it's going to be a, a power, power, power O run. It's kind of scheme. Because they, I mean, I'll, I'll let y'all know what I'm talking about right now, but that they think he can flourish in, in that offense. And plus, do we have a the Titans coach is really good with the run game. Uh, I think his name was Bischoff, coming from Baltimore as well. But he's going to help with the run game. 
think it's gonna be like the run game coordinator to help with the run game. Uh, two, they also Nick always also got uh Brandon Cooks to restructure his deal. At first, it was a twelve million dollar uh, deal, but he got it down to six point five three million to Brandon Cooks. I mean, since Wolf Fuller's not gonna be here or may not be here, Brandon Cooks may be the number one unless Nick Casario pulls off another trade like he did. I'll talk about those trades right now. Um. Hopefully he can get a trade for Mike Williams from the Chargers. That's also Deshaun Watson's uh, one of Johnson, Deshaun Watson's best friends. So maybe that convinced him to stay. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, another deal he made. He re-signed Vernon Hargraves for a one-year deal. They didn't really give the details on that, but I think they kept him because he's a good uh, corner, uh, slot corner, and he can fit in Lovey's defense because obviously he can play better zone than he can man. So he can cover those spaces. You know, he, he has the speed to cover those small spaces to play zone. So I think that's the reason why they kept him. And then two, uh, oh, Nick Casario signed a, signed a few players. He got uh, Justin Britt, former center from the Seahawks, one-year deal. Uh, it is $3.2 million, And he has a $1.5 million base salary with a $500,000 signing bonus. So that's a pretty cheap deal. And the guy, Justin Britt, will be way better than Nick Martin ever was because Nick Martin, I just he just never had it to me. And he, he was good like his rookie year. And I was in, I, I just, Nick Martin was, wasn't wasn't a good center in my, in my opinion. Yeah, you might have a different opinion, but that's just my opinion. It's a complete upgrade. If, you know, if he can stay healthy, he didn't play football last year. He, um, he opted out and he's tried out for a few teams and nobody signed him. So I know back back when we traded Clowney, at the, originally he was part of the deal, but they they went ahead and just kept him. So it's kind of good we got him now. We'll see what he we got left in the tank. Hopefully it's good for us as a a high, high uh, low risk high reward for us kind of a deal. So that's kind of that's kind of a good deal there. Um, also two they signed Mark Ingram. To one year deal worth up to three million. It's it's incentive based, so he got like a five hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. Uh, can make it up all the way up to like three million, I believe, if he makes if he gets on the, the roster five hundred k per per game day roster bonus plus two five hundred game five hundred k in incentives in total yards. So that's it's fully uh, incentive based for him. So you know. And he's very, I heard he's very excited to be here because he was also with Cully as well and with the Titans coach uh, Bischoff. So maybe that will help us. And he's supposed to be a really good teammate and a good leader. So that's what we need on this team, some leaders. And then also, too, they signed uh, Christian Kersey from the former from the Browns. And he played with the Packers last year. A one-year deal worth up to $4.5 million. I think that's a pretty good deal. It's an upgrade and our linebacking because he's good in the run game and he's also good in pass coverage. And that's good because Kenny's horrible in pass coverage, but it's great in the run game. So, you know, that's a good upgrade. And then two today, free agency starts tomorrow. Uh, but they did, the Texans did trade Roderick McKinney to the Miami Dolphins for Shaq Lawson. And the Dolphins also get a seven round pick this year. And the Texans get a six round pick this year. The good thing about this is that Shaq Lawson is a DN that can help can fit in the Lovey system four three 
Tampa 2 defense as a pass rusher that we need because we lost JJ, obviously. So you have, you're going to have Lawson, you're going to have Aminahu, you're going to have uh, Jacob Martin, you're going to have um, Jonathan Grenard. I mean, you're going to have quite a bit of pass rushers there. And you have Raz, Ross Blacklock and PJ Hall. They're going to play the D tackles most likely. And you can shift them around kind of. So the defense is looking a little bit better. Hopefully we can maybe pick up a corner here in free agency. Hopefully we can get William Jackson from Houston. So hopefully we can get him maybe. We'll see. If not, they might get like a Malcolm Butler. They can fit the Tampa 2 as well. We'll see what they're going to do with Conley. Conley might come back maybe, depending if he's healthy. Get him on a one-year deal maybe as well. Also, too, the Texans made a trade. Well, the Patriots traded Marcus Cannon to us for draft pick swaps for the fourth round, fifth round, and sixth round. So the Patriots are just getting picks out of that, and they're higher picks in those rounds. But with Cannon, it's, it's, it's good because he can help, too, in the offensive line because he, he's really good. He's a, a mauler. He can help in the run game. He's, he played. He played tack. He plays tackle. He's a right tackle. We have Titus, so I think we may kick um, Cannon in, into right guard, and hopefully this way we can get rid of Fulton. If not Fulton, will probably be a backup right guard or a backup center to Justin Britt, just giving us more depth at at the offensive line position. And two, you still have Charlie Heck that we're developing. That I think he can become our swing tackle. Him or him or. Um, Cannon can be a swing tackle there. Um, it's just one thing where it's looking, you know, a little bit better. But obviously, we got to try to get, see if we can get Deshaun to stay. Hopefully, he's watching what Casario is doing, building the team, what we need to build. And then I think, too, if they can, I think they should try to trade for the wide receiver from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams is also a good a best friends with Deshaun Watson. I think if he brought his best friend here, that's showing him, you know, hey, I'm trying to make things better. I want to show you that you can trust us and we, we want to win now. This is a win now team, not a rebuild. And two, Shaq Lawson played with Deshaun and Clemson, so they're really good friends too. So I know on his Instagram, uh, Shaq Lawson sent a message out to Mike Williams, like, let's get the band back together. So hopefully hopefully we'll see, uh, finally see the light at the end of the tunnel finally. And, you know, hopefully all this, Drama will go away and Deshaun will come back and everything will be good here in Houston. And we can get back to making the playoffs and maybe making some noise this year if we fix the defense as well. If we fix the defense, I think well, it will be in good shape because we got, you know, draft some players in the draft, get some corners or another another running back maybe or receiver if we have to. Um, just kind of build, 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 build to the draft and maybe free agents, I think, Casario will probably sign a few more guys here in free agency. Maybe hopefully not expensive deal, maybe another one-year deal, or they see somebody they really like. Hopefully, like a William Jackson we can bring here from Cincinnati, a really good corner. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see, man. It's, just, it's looking up so far to me, and and actually positive and excited for free agency coming up here. And well, actually, you know, it's very kind of late already, but this Monday and then Wednesday, the new year, the new league year starts. So. Hopefully by then we'll see what's going on with everything and Sean won't be traded and we can just move on. What we have to do, get ready for the draft and get ready for the season. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right, man. Appreciate everybody. All right, have a good night.